Coming up on the Locked On Hornets podcast, I'll give you my thoughts on the loss to the Brooklyn Nets. We'll hear from Coach Borrego on what he thought the fatal flaw was. And finally, a Twitter question about Dwayne Bacon, who saw more minutes last night. Stay tuned. Locked On Hornets. You are Locked On Hornets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. In a minute, cuz, we live. We live. This is Locked On Hornets presented by the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day, local experts on the number one daily sports podcast network. I'm Doug Branson, no Walker Mail today. He uh, helped me out, took over the show yesterday, so I'm helping him out, taking over the show today. We'll all reconvene and add Nada Edwards for a special Friday show, so you'll want to tune in for that. Got a lot to talk about because that was uh, definitely a disappointing loss to the the Brooklyn Nets. Uh, Not totally unexpected. They were not favored to win the game. They were playing in Brooklyn. Brooklyn without... Kyrie Irving, they've been struggling, but uh, this is a, you know, a young team in Brooklyn with a lot of talent and a lot of pride and a lot of players. And and if you look at the construction of Brooklyn's roster, they've got a lot of size that they can throw at the Charlotte Hornets. And we know that the Charlotte Hornets struggle with size. So a lot to talk about coming up. But first, I want to tell you about a couple of things we've got going on at the Locked On Podcast Network. We've got some national NBA shows, you know, about Locked On NBA You know that uh, Nate Duncan and John Hollinger, they have their new NBA show. Uh, Got a lot going on here at the Locked On Podcast Network, including something that I've been working on. If you've been listening to the show for a while, you know that I took uh, basically the entire month of September off to work on a special project for the Locked On Podcast Network. That project is now complete, or at least it is public. Uh, We have partnered with Google News to bring daily locked on sports hits to the Google Assistant app. So if you have the Google Assistant app on your phone already, great. If you don't put it on your phone, then go to your profile, tap news, news playlist format, your news update. This is the new program that the Google Assistant app has. It's called your news update. And you can search locked on in your available sources and add locked on. And that way, when you go to Google Assistant app and say, hey, give me the news, it's going to pop in some locked on NBA, maybe some locked on NFL, maybe your favorite NFL team. Uh, so it's a big project that we've been working on. I'm really proud of it. Uh, uh, we've all been working hard to make sure that those updates get out every single day. Uh, so check that out if you do have the Google Assistant app. Again, select your profile, tap news, news playlist format, your news update, and then search locked on and add that available source. Okay, let's talk about this game. Hornets lose 101 to 91 to the Brooklyn Nets. Really bad offensive first half for the Charlotte Hornets. It got a little bit better offensively for them in the second half, but the fourth quarter, they have some really uh, bad mistakes in transition, uh, which I'll get to in the second segment that really did not allow them to do what we've seen the Charlotte Hornets do so many times this season, which is rally back. Now, Kind of interesting to note that the Hornets have been known this season for getting down very early in a game and then not coming out of halftime with a lot of energy and getting down in the second half, but they've rallied, right? So they'll get down in this like 11-2 hole 
in the in the first quarter, and then the bench unit led by guys like Malik Monk, Bismack Biombo, Cody Martin will will sneakily get them back into games. They played well against other teams' bench units, uh, but in this game, they actually started off the game pretty well. I mean, the Brooklyn Nets handed them some gifts by missing shots themselves, but you saw the Hornets keep pace both at the beginning of the first quarter and the beginning of the third quarter, uh, but they simply just couldn't do enough to get over the Brooklyn Nets. And really, uh, their star player in this one was Jared Allen, who dominated the paint defensively and then was able to score some offensive rebounds that gave the Brooklyn Nets just enough offense to overcome some of their own shooting issues. Uh, So that's the big thing for me in this game. I mean, defensively, they were not great in the first half. I thought they made some improvements there, but just offensively, they were not able to execute, not able to get out in the break and score enough. Uh, Both teams turning it over. The Hornets, 16 total turnovers in this one for 16 Brooklyn Nets points, but Brooklyn matched them with 17 turnovers of their own for 18 turnover points. I think you got to look at the second chance points, 17 for Brooklyn in this game, nine uh, for Charlotte. Again, Cody Zeller and P.J. Washington. You know, it's it's going to be difficult for the Hornets to play teams with any kind of size underneath, and they certainly have that in Jared Allen and then bringing DeAndre Jordan off the bench. Kenny Atkinson certainly understanding that that's a Hornets weakness, and they exposed it. DeAndre Jordan getting 20 minutes in this game, Jared Allen 27 minutes. So, you know, there was not really a moment in this game where Brooklyn was not putting some rebounding on the floor. Eight offensive rebounds for Jared Allen. He only had nine for the, or excuse me, he had 17 for the game. So he had nine defensive rebounds. He almost had more offensive rebounds than he had defensive rebounds. And he finishes the game with 22 points and 9 of 12 from the field. Really easy to get that field goal percentage up when you're just putting, you know, putting it back off the rim. Uh, Cody Zeller has made uh, some bones this year doing that. As I said, Devontae Graham, Rozier, they struggled. They were 0 of 6 from the field combined after the first quarter. Not much better in the second quarter, but you saw Devontae Graham start to feel it from three. Baby Yoda. That's my baby Yoda, just never giving up, constantly wanting to make plays happen. He doesn't get frustrated. He doesn't lose confidence. He knocks down four threes in the second half to help the Hornets crawl back into this one. He finishes the game with 17 points. Rozier, 18 points, got to the line a few times, uh, six rebounds for Rozier as well. But you have to look at Rozier and Graham and wonder why so many turnovers. Five turnovers for Graham, four for Rozier. You know, it's not helping their offensive execution, those point guards turning the ball over so much, something they they desperately have to look at and see if they can find a way to get these two on the floor at the same time and not, you know, chronically turning the basketball over. They'll be looking at that uh, for sure. It's that time of the year, folks. Sweater weather, leaves on the ground, no more pitchers on the mound, turkeys for us to chow down. And threes from downtown. That's right. For some, it's fall season. But for the rest of us, it's ball season. Pro and college ball are tipping off right now. And there's no better way to feel a part of the action than to have a stake in the game with mybookie.ag. If you're the kind of guy who likes to bet a little to win a lot, maybe you try a parlay. For instance, if you like a couple of the big favorites this week, parlays are perfect because they let you bet multiple games together for a much bigger payout. You get it. Either way, if you're going to bet this season, do the smart thing and go to mybookie.ag because no one gives you more ways to win. That's right. If you join right now, mybookie will double 
your first deposit. I'm no math major, but that sounds great. Double your first deposit. Use promo code LOCKEDONNBA to activate the offer. That's promo code LOCKEDONNBA, all one word, to double your cash. Visit mybookie.ag today. You play, you win, you get paid. We're coming back with Borrego, Coach Borrego. He's got some thoughts on what he thought was the death knell in this, the Hornets' ninth loss. You're listening to Locked On Hornets on the Locked On Podcast Network. This is Locked On Hornets. I'm not a big fan of grape jelly. I kind of, I'm a little insulted that you referred to me as grape jelly. I'm not a fan of grape anything. Now, I like grapes, but I don't like grape flavoring. I think it goes back to the Robitussin that I had as a kid, and I just don't like grape flavoring. Anyway, great to be back. Great to be back on the show. It's time for more of the Locked on Hornets podcast. In my preseason analysis of this Charlotte Hornets basketball team, I felt like with the loss of Kimba Walker, with the loss of Jeremy Lamb, that this team would struggle to execute in the half court. That They would need to manufacture offense via Cody Zeller, offensive rebound putback, Bismack Biombo, offensive rebound putback, and also by pushing the pace. That's why I felt like while I didn't love the contract that they gave to Terry Rozier, I felt like it was a good fit. That's a point guard that uh, you can put the ball in his hands and ask him to go make a transition play. He's not afraid to push the pace. In fact, it's probably an advantage for him to push the pace. Now, certainly I did not anticipate Devontae Graham you know, almost leading the league. If in a James Hardenless league, he would be the number one three-point shooting guard in the NBA. I did not anticipate that happening from Devontae Graham. He certainly helped them execute a little bit better in the half court. But I still felt like this was a young basketball team and they would need to get out into transition in order to play well offensively. The Hornets only scored 91 points in this game. It's not their lowest total. That goes to the uh, Boston loss. Uh, but it was a bad offensive display for this for this team. They were not able to hit shots. You got to credit the Nets' defense for doing that. They were dropping Jarrett Allen into their pick-and-roll coverage, dropping him towards the rim, denying the rim for the Charlotte Hornets. They weren't able to finish around the cup. Again, that's, that's the danger of playing a team with size this year with, when you're the Charlotte Hornets. Your guards are small, and it's going to be very difficult to score inside unless you're Malik Monk and you're a superhero and you can you know, make these crazy athletic up-and-unders and changing directions. Yeah, if you, have, if you have superpowers, if you're Malik Monk and you're Stretch Armstrong, then great, you can score. But otherwise, you're going to have difficulties. And the Hornets have had difficulties this year in transition, and Borrego pointed it out after the game. He felt like that was a big factor in why they were unable to get back into this game in the fourth quarter. Because remember, folks, it was close. This was, you know, it was a double-digit win for the Brooklyn Nets, but the Hornets were in this thing. They were only down three. They were down three several times in the fourth quarter with opportunities to knock down shots and tie the game, and they just missed those opportunities. I don't take a ton away from this game in terms of, you know, larger issues with the team. It's the same issues they've had all season. They turned the ball over. They just didn't, you know, normally we've seen this team get back into these close games and come away with the win. They just, they literally just could not get back into the game to give themselves that last, you know, possession opportunity. And Borrego's saying, quote, we got enough stops tonight. We just didn't score enough in transition. Let me give you the game stats on that. In transition, the Hornets, uh, negative six points per possession, uh, that would be a second, 
Uh, that would be the almost last in the league when you when you compare that to to league averages. And then points per play was 62.5. This year they're averaging 116 points per play in transition, so well under what they're already averaging this season in points per play in transition. But that's not even a good number. If you take 116 points per play in transition and you look at the rest of the league, that would rank them 23rd. And the Hornets are pushing the pace pretty often. They rank 12th in the league, according to Cleaning the Glass, in the frequency in which they're getting into transition, that both off misses and off turnovers. Their frequency is at 15.7%. That ranks them 12th in the league. So they're doing it quite a bit. They're just not being effective. And there were several plays that you saw both in the first half, but really mainly in the fourth quarter, where they just they weren't as organized as they could have been. You saw Malik Monk, you saw Devontae Graham attacking the rim and transition and pulling up, not knowing exactly what they wanted to do with the basketball. It gets, you know, a pass gets to Marvin Williams a little late. He has to reset his feet. He misses the three-point shot. Devontae Graham missing a wide open three-point shot in transition. And again, credit the Nets. They were able to get back, bother the Hornets just in so that's a thing, you know, getting back into transition, it's just as much about providing a little bit of resistance to the, making someone think, you know, if you have a chance to challenge a shot, great, fantastic. I mean, you have to be there to be able to challenge the shot, right? But just being there, just throwing an extra arm into a a passing lane, making a guard think for just a half a second can disrupt the offensive flow of a transition play. It's why coaches preach getting back into transition. Just even if you're not involved in the defensive play at all, just being there is half the battle. And the Nets did a good job of that. Now, we'll credit the Hornets. They got blitzed in, in transition by the Toronto Raptors in their last game. It's part of the reason they got blown out by the Raptors. They do improve that. They came into that with a, with a goal of improving their transition defense. And you look at Brooklyn's stats, they were negative 4.2 that points per possession, and 69.2 points per play. So those numbers very low as well. So both of these teams stifling each other in transition. But the Hornets needed that offense a little bit more than the Nets did. The Nets were able to use their pick and roll. And honestly, they weren't shooting the ball well, but they were actually executing, I thought, pick and roll and ball movement much better than the Charlotte Hornets in this game, able to get Jared Allen and DeAndre Jordan and others going towards the rim and finishing Miles Bridges late on a few rotations. Uh, there were others. It wasn't just Miles. Uh, there were others that were late on trans- uh, on rotations as well, and it led to Brooklyn Nets scores. Uh, so they've got some things to figure out, but that's what yeah, it's what a young team is. You know, I mean, this is this is not terribly unexpected. They're going to lose basketball games like that this season. And it's something that they have to improve on. And honestly, you know, winning six games this early, I think may give the false impression that this team has less to work on than you would think. And the fact is, uh, they are lear- they're all learning to play together. And uh, that's going to continue throughout this season. There, it's like putting, you know, putting your finger in a hole in a dam and another three holes open up. I mean, that's, that's what's going to happen to this team this season. They'll fix for a couple of games. They'll fix their transition offense, and they'll let their transition defense go. They'll fix some, some issues that they have defending in the pick and roll, and then all of a sudden one-on-one defense collapses. So 
this is what's going to happen to the Hornets all season. It's why they are not going to challenge uh, for a playoff spot. I do not believe that. I do not believe they will be the worst team in the league because they have some talent that stepped up in the meantime. Uh, but this is this is a team that's going to struggle with execution on different things on different nights. That's the challenge for JB. The challenge for JB is not. I mean, look, as a coaching staff, they're going to try to look to win every game. You know, they're going to game plan. They're going to say, all right, what gives us the best opportunity to beat uh, this next opposing team? But long term, they're looking to try to, you know, by April, by March, to have this team putting all of the pieces together more often than they're not. And if they do that, and they still might get beat because they don't, again, they've had so many games this season where it's like, well, they don't have a Pascal Siakam, so that's why they lost this game. You know, they, they don't have a player that can step up and get them a few buckets when they needed it. And they certainly needed it uh, against the Nets. Now, the Nets didn't have that player either. That's why this was, this was an ugly game. It wasn't a fun game to watch. Uh, but, you know, they don't have that superior talent that uh, can, can go and get you a couple of buckets when, when the rest of your team is struggling. And so that's going to be the story all this season. But I think they have enough players where it will be fun to watch at times. And it was fun as they came back in that fourth quarter led by um, Malik Monk and led by uh, Devontae Graham. Okay, one more segment to go. And I'm talking about Dwayne Bacon. You hardly saw him at all. If you blinked, you missed him against the Toronto Raptors. He was playing in garbage time. Or if Bacon's involved, maybe it's cholesterol time. <laughs> Walker Mill will be back tomorrow, I promise. Um, so Bacon gets more minutes against the Brooklyn Nets, significantly more minutes. Looks like he's got a place in the rotation. We've got a question about him from Twitter. I'll get to that. You're listening to Locked On Hornets here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Don't go away. This is Locked On Hornets. And the Google description here says on contracts made before June, where the wheat is deliverable in December, either wheat of the grades named or numbered <laughs> B shares Batik of New York N.B.A. So take that for what you will. That's a lot of information I just threw at you. I apologize. What was the grade? The, yeah, the wheat was graded uh, C minus. Let's get them on. It's time for more of the Locked on Hornets podcast. Welcome back, folks. Doug Branson here. No Walker mail. He'll be back tomorrow, joined by Nada Edwards as well. Let me tell you about Audible. They've got the world's largest selection of audiobooks and audio entertainment. I'm an audiobook customer. If you like podcasts, I mean, it's natural. Audiobooks kind of like a podcast, right? Start listening with a 30-day Audible trial. Choose one audiobook and two Audible originals absolutely free. Visit audible.com slash LockedOnNBA. Listening on the go. If you can't visit Audible right now, you can find this and all other offers from Locked On sponsors at LockedOnPodcast.com forward slash offers. That's cool. If you hear something you like, you miss it, you're on the road, you can't tap, LockedOnPodcast.com forward slash offers. Got a Twitter question here from Andy. Question is, Dwayne Bacon looked like his focus was on defense coming in against the Nets. Is this something JB has been pushing what are your thoughts? My thought is that Dwayne Bacon, I thought he struggled in the second quarter. Let's talk about his rotation minutes. So again, you, you barely see him at all against Toronto. He comes into this game. He gets uh, he played about half uh, the first half of the second quarter, and then uh, he comes off the bench to start the fourth quarter and plays eight minutes. So, I mean, that's, you know, he doesn't play in the closing, closing lineup, but by then, you know, the Nets went on that final run that 
pretty much put it out of reach for the Charlotte Hornets. So he played you know, most of the legitimate closing time minutes. And I thought he played much better in that second stretch than he did in the first stretch. There was one particular play that Dwayne Bacon let go in the second quarter uh, where Musa for the Brooklyn Nets gets him on a ball fake and his closeout was a little late too. And then Musa drives by him um, and Bismack Biombo, a good help defense, comes over the top, blocks Musa's shot at the rim, but then Bismack falls backwards after the block and Dwayne Bacon, nowhere to be found, doesn't recover, doesn't try to help on the backside and just sort of gives up on the play. Musa able to get his own board and puts it back for two points and extends a Brooklyn lead. I mean, to me, if you're if you're trying to fight your way back into the rotation, I don't understand when those type of plays happen. Those are, it's the inexplicable things that have been going on with Dwayne Bacon that hurt the team that have plagued him during a, a cold stretch while he was with the starting unit. And, and it was something that bothered me the whole time. Look, you know, having not, n- not being in a rhythm is one thing. Like not, not having your shot go down is one thing. But you have to fight through that and you have to find other ways to help your basketball team while you go through that issue. Uh, Miles Bridges, for all of his struggles this season, I felt like, you know, yes, he has some issues defensively where, where he'll get back cut every once in a while. But you see little moments. You see little moments where, you know, he makes a play in transition. Uh, and, and finds a way to help his help his team, uh, regardless of some of the offensive awkwardness and the offensive struggles that he's had this season. I just haven't seen that from Dwayne Bacon. And in the second quarter, I felt like I didn't understand exactly what he was doing out there. But JB goes back to him, and he had a steal, a block. He had six points in that fourth quarter. And I thought did some good things to help the Charlotte Hornets at least give them a chance to get back into that basketball game. So as with basically the entire team with Dwayne Bacon, you have to take the good and you have to take the bad. And they're all trying to figure it out. They all have glaring weaknesses. I watched the Democratic uh, national debate last night and uh, it, it reminded me a lot of the Charlotte Hornets. Everybody's got this one big glaring weakness and we're all just sort of waiting around to figure out if one of these people are going to figure it out. Um, so that's you know, that's where I stand with the Charlotte Hornets as well. Uh, Dwayne Bacon's going to have plenty of opportunities this season. I don't think he's going to fully fall out of a rotation that isn't by any means set. Um, I think that JB is going to go through a period of experimentation. He was certainly trying to find a group of five that could get uh, enough energy and effectiveness offensively to get them back into the game against the, the Brooklyn Nets. So there will be plenty of opportunities for Dwayne Bacon to get back into this rotation and make an impact. Uh, as for this show, we're out of opportunities. We're out of minutes on this show. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast. Remember, you can subscribe to this show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify. If you learned something, if you felt good after this show, felt like you maybe know a little bit more about the Charlotte Hornets than you did when you started, tell a friend. That's how this show grows. We don't put ads on Facebook. We don't put ads on Twitter. We just uh, depend on uh, you, our faithful, wonderful listener, to tell a Hornets fan that this is the best Hornets podcast out there. Thank you so much for listening. Follow us on Twitter at Locked on Hornets. Follow me on Twitter at Doug Branson, L-O-H. We're back tomorrow. Walker's back tomorrow. Nada is joining us tomorrow. Should be a fun show. Enjoy your Thursday, folks. Locked on Hornets, Locked on Podcast Network. <laughs>